small town music. This is big town music. He's ahead of his time, you know, but he can't use it. If only he could prove it. Well, tomorrow's just a song away, a song away, a song away. Hey everybody, welcome to Rock Solid, the comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis. I'm April Richardson. To a lesser extent, I'm David Moore. <laughs> and who isn't here? Kyle. You know what Kyle's doing? No. He, I don't know the name of the game show, but they're, they're doing it, they're doing, what, what do you call it? It's not a pilot. They're like testing out oh, right. a game show. Yeah. And, he and is he's a, a contestant or he's, he's writing con- for it? No, he's a contestant, but... It goes for like 36 or 48 hours and they keep you up the whole time. Like he can't go oh, to sleep. Oh, that's part of the game? Yeah. And then they ask you questions and stuff. So they're keeping him and his partner um, sequestered. Are they waterboarding him? I don't I know how this is a game. I know he gets $500. Is and the then name he, of this game U.S. Special Forces Interrogate <laughs> it's you? It's called uh, Guantanamo is yeah, what it's seriously. called. I recently stayed up 48 hours in a row and I'm... I realized I can't do that anymore. Well, no, Why I'm, did you? Because I was doing the CMAs and... Uh, oh my the, God, did you hang out with Garth Brooks? Sh- always. God, I'm so jealous. <laughs> uh, but in any case, uh, uh, Garth is, I have I to say, I don't, I don't claim to know him well, but he is so lovable once you're actually with him. Dude, like, he I, seems like the best dude. Uh, I'll tell you my... Uh, see, I wasn't going to talk. No, I well, want to talk okay, about you, Garth Brooks. You're supposed to talk. The greatest moment... Uh, my Garth Brooks history was one of the first shows I ever wrote was a White House special about music education. Uh, and Garth was the only performer. There's like Clapton was there, Al Green, all these big stars. But I noticed only when we came in through the Secret Service entrance of the White House, the only one people cared about was Garth Brooks, who every Secret Service guy would worship. And he couldn't have been nicer. He literally, back at, this was before selfies, I think, but he still posed with pictures with every guy, autographed everything, thanked them, shook everyone's hand. He's like a politician in Dude, that way. I have to meet couldn't him. Be, no, couldn't be nicer. So then at this show... I'm a fan too, by uh, the way. I, I do, I to, I've told you before, we should do an all Garth Brooks episode, yeah, but, but I, you don't want to. Let's do it right now. <laughs> yeah, like- uh, but in any case, uh, uh, what happened was, by weird coincidence, I had reviewed the Chris Gaines album in Rolling Stone Uh-oh. the week before. This. What'd you give it? Not a good review. It's not good. And here's the thing: I have subsequently said my biggest regret is I now love actually the Chris <laughs> oh Gaines. Oh I've gone back to it. There's I praised one song because it sounds exactly like a Wallflower song, and I love it. I think it's called what, something Letter Unsent Letter Unwanted Letter Whatever. But in any case. I, but that week I had given a really bad review or mediocre review to his album. So cut to the end of this show. It's, was this when Rolling Stone was giving the stars? Yeah, uh, I don't remember. All right, but we can look it up. It Google Garth Brooks, David Wilde, uh, do it. Chris Gaines, or whatever. I don't, I don't. It was lukewarm, but it was it wasn't good. Right. And in any case, at the end of the show, Garth Brooks, being this like generous soul, walked up to Bill Clinton. This is in the end of the Bill Clinton administration. And uh, the head of VH1 and said, who wrote the script for this show? It was great. I want to meet the man who wrote the script to the president of the United States. Right. And I was called over, at which point I was like, please don't say my name. Because I was like, I didn't want him to put together that this thing, guy he was praising was the same guy who had just kind of half-assed his uh, commentary in Rolling Stone about his new record. Right. In any case, I got through that. So then cut to... Two years ago or a year ago, he was presenting. And every time I see him, uh, you know, I'll, it's always pleasant. But I said, I have to tell you, like, 
that show how much it meant to me because my father, it was like, my father called me immediately after that show and said, I can't believe I have a son who's writing for the president right, of, of the United States. It was like a big deal to him. Sure. And Garth being this sort of empathetic soul hugged me, cried. He talked about his father, I think maybe was ill at that same time. And he could, like hugged me. He couldn't have been nicer. Oh my God. Uh, I love him so much. The sweetest guy. Uh, Please promise me that like if you're ever hanging out with him in LA, you will text me or call me and be like come meet garth brooks i just have to meet I him i don't know if i have that play with garth but i, I will, have I will to try. meet him i've been putting this on so many podcast any public channel i'm like anybody who's got any ties to garth brooks please let me hang out with him somehow we gotta get him to come into the show uh, i can't find your review but it does on it says a rolling stone gave it two and a half stars that sounds about right okay yes which song did you like Unsent letter is that what it's called? Unsigned letter. Uh, unsigned letter. Fantastic. If you could play that song, it is literally a wallflower song. It's it's as good as a wallflower. I thought most song. of that album sounded like Babyface or something. There it was, was really a, like sexy slick. soul. Yes. Oh no, the whole movie. I wish the lamb. It was going to be called the movie was going to be called the lamb. Right. And the, to me, the worst thing about the record in retrospect was the burn victim nature of the makeup oh my God. on the album cover totally it you know the so whole scary. backstory of chris gaines is like the most psychotic thing ever it's like he was once an olympic swimmer and he's australian but then he got in some gnarly car accident that like burned his face off and then that's why he had to wear his hair in his eyes i just had an idea let's kickstart making the lamb hey, look if that gets me closer to hanging out with garth brooks then yes let's, let's do it. make the movie let's do it I, like his version isn't on YouTube, but like a bunch of people doing versions of it are, which is weird. Also, because only until recently, no Garth Brooks was on iTunes. He was very yeah. Prince like in his stance. Oh, right. Of like he started not having his. Stuff he started online. his own service. Yeah. He started his own yeah. like uh, Apple Music type service. That that CD is hard to find too. Like for people not liking it, well, for, they sure had, don't trade it in. So well, because in, yeah, I think you could find it in used stores yeah. pretty easily. I'll look again. It's. I, I actually now kind of love it. I think it's so perverse and weird. I was just talking about this the other day with a friend. But yes, I. Whatever though, I want to hang out with him. But he's he's lovely. He seems one like on the one. most delightful person. No, it's like uh, yeah, lovely. All right, that's Garth Brooks talk. Yes, I love him. All right, uh, hot Garth. Uh, our Garth Brooks talk. Before we start, I got to do this real quick. This is uh, this is what I have to do. This every I have to do this for twenty four episodes. We're almost. We're almost through it, but I'm going to do Have it. to or get to? Uh, well, both. Yeah. Both. You're talking about some good headphones. I'm talking about some good headphones. The best headphones I've ever uh, worn. The best headphones I've ever used. That's not a lie. <laughs> now, these are the first, also the first headphones I've ever used. <laughs> so. Uh, this episode of the Rock Solid Podcast is brought to you by Bose. The engineers behind some of the world's best audio products, including Bose QuietComfort 35 noise-canceling headphones. What do you think of these, April? They're pretty great. They're great. They're comfy. Yeah. Can Sounds I, good. I, I think I, I have I told you what I say about these headphones? No, tell me. I was wearing a different headphone mm -hmm. at a major award show. Okay. And a sound expert engineer guy said, get those pieces of shit off your ears. Get yourself some bows because you you need your ears for your living and you're going to blow out your ears with the bass heavy crap that you're wearing. And... I feel it's improved my hearing and my life. Wow. <laughs> wow that's pretty, that's a, that's a good endorsement. That's, yeah, glowing. I like my wife, but I love my bows. <laughs> <laughs> 
Bose literally invented the technology of noise canceling almost 40 years ago because they believe that by blocking out unwanted sounds and distractions, April, you can get immersed in what you truly love, mm-hmm. which is music. Which is blocking out noise. And loving music. Yes. All on-air talent. We call them talent at Rock Solid Podcast. See, I can never get through it. Use the Bose Quiet Comfort 35 headphones during our recording because we want to hear what you're going to hear and then we say, Bose, get closer. Okay, we're done with that. Uh, what else did I want to say before we start? Oh, man, I would love to hear Get Closer by Seals and Croft right around now. Okay, mm-hmm. it's, it's, is that on an, our topic tonight's an, an EP. EP. Yeah, okay. okay. So we're doing EP tonight. Kyle's not here. He's doing this game show. Uh, I like when there's three voices here. Uh, so I asked David to uh, to stop in and be our third voice. And April just and so far he's been our happy. <laughs> what? Oh, shut up! I was one that was like, "Hey, what's up?" That's right. EPs. That's our that's our yes. topic. Yes. You're the only one that I knew that would like uh, know like have songs from EPs. Yeah. You were the person. I don't have as many, I think, as I thought I did. Well, you got uh, you got eighteen. Yeah. I mean, I had... And I have 18, which is weird. We, have, we both have 18. We can't play all of them. I got a hard out. What's your hard out? Nine. Oh, we'll be out. We'll, yeah, we'll okay. be out of here at nine. I'll be out of here by eight. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, six more minutes of David. I'm out of here. Uh, people who aren't fans of David, he'll be out of here in six minutes. So if you just want to, you know, go do something, go brush your teeth or make a sandwich and then come back. He's got to leave and go call Garth Brooks to set up a lunch or dinner with me. Where are you having Thanksgiving? Brunch, di- brunch, where are you having Thanksgiving uh, dinner Hardwick's. this week? Hardwick. Yeah, I bet that's horrible food. It's so fun. That's where I had it the past couple of years. Does does he uh, does he cook a turkey or do they cater? His mom, his mom and Lydia's mom did oh, they, oh, do the cooking. Can. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I hope you feel better for that. Thank you. I know you're under the weather. I'm not going to say what you have. I'm having a real heavy period. Okay. And it sucks and it hurts. Punctuation is tough. <laughs> I know. David, I'm having a semicolon. You guys are grown-ups with wives. I know. I'm not. It doesn't. I, I have and daughters. daughters. Every, I got three periods yeah. in my house. Yeah. And a cat, but a cat doesn't. And pay. an asterisk. <laughs> <laughs> you, where are you having? At home? Does your wife cook? Does Fran cook the turkey? Uh, we, we alternate between our, my in-laws mm-hmm. in Orange County, okay. behind the orange curtain, my brother-in-law and All his right. wife, who live a block away. All right. And our home. So what are you doing this year? I actually do not know. <laughs> okay. That's I can't how, believe it's next week. That's how engaged I am. I'm just so excited about my kids being back. I don't care about anything All other right. than that. Excellent. At the time of this record thing, this is Thanksgiving. It'll uh, be after, yeah. That's right. But the, Patreon, people are hearing this almost immediately, oh, right? Patreon people are going to hear this. Yeah, they hear it immediately. Okay, then watch. What is it? What am I promoting? Mm. If I could promote for them, we'll Some, be out by... Uh, Friday night. For oh yeah, they'll, they'll have this tomorrow. Okay, watch the Grammy Greatest Stories on CBS Friday night. All right, Garth Brooks be there? No, <laughs> but it's hosted not by in. hosted by John Legend okay. and Carrie Underwood. All right, and it's everyone's on it. Uh, I interviewed McCartney for it, uh, Bono and The Edge for it. Uh, I mean, Ken Rolick and I did these interviews, Kendall, and it came out really great. It's a really good show. So, who was the biggest person now? McCartney, but you've interviewed McCartney before. Did yes, I'm the 405th Beatle. Did you inter- did you interview anyone that you've never met or interviewed before? Because you've met everyone now. Uh, I did not interview anyone I have not met before. All right. Is there anybody left that you've never met that you want yeah, to meet? Yeah, that's a good question. Joe Piscopo. Hmm. Um. <laughs> Concert wise, I am going to see people who I haven't seen. Like, okay, that's where my head is at. Like, what did I just convince my wife to go see? Uh, like, 
I saw Mickey Dolan solo. I'd never seen Mickey and Dolan solo. And I was solo. at the show, and I didn't even know you were there. Yes. And it's we're at the Canyon Club. It's as big as this room. Uh, and it was great. I love that show. My wife, who is not... Like, I find April fascinating because she is, of all the women I know, the most passionate about music. I respect it. I Thank love you. it. You uh, are. I, I, have to, like I a, think I have to agree with that. Of all the women I know, I'm you're the, one the most... I'm the one that has the least of a lie. You're the most passionate about music. I don't have anything else music. to do. So. I'm not saying that women aren't passionate about music, but you're the most passionate about music of anyone, of any female I know. And... and of anyone I know. Well, that honestly comes from having very little else to do. It really does. <laughs> I don't know if I believe that. I don't know. Record collecting if you had takes even, up ninety percent of my time. But it's the thing that you love. So even youth. if even if you had a lot of other things that you inter- and you do do a lot of stuff. But I think, um, but no, it's 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 your passion. Yes. You, right. If I'm prying, say no. No. You were married for a time, right? Yeah. Wait, what was, was, are you kidding? Was, was your husband passionate about music? Yes. I mean, that was a huge reason that we got married because he was on my level for sure. He knows more than me. And he likes, and we, our tastes lined up. The guy I dated for, before him had the wackest taste in the world. And then Chris David, Gaines was his favorite. <laughs> David, yeah, David's great and is super obsessed with with. He ran his own like record label for a bit in high school, like super DIY style. And he's a little older than me, but was super into um, punk rock. And yeah, yeah, definitely. I married someone who at the time we married cared less about music than anyone I've ever met. Right. And yet here we are 20, you know, three years later of marriage. And she knows so much. uh, And when, but when I met her, she had, Two cassettes, and I think I might have bought her one of them. What were they? The soundtrack to About Last Night was the one I'm sure she had. All right. Well, that's that good. was her album right. collection. She didn't have anything to play it on. It's got a great she John Waite song on there. Exactly. It's got a nice Bob Seger song on there. John Oates solo song is on there. either she had or I bought her because she loved him, the best of Rick Springfield. There you go. And yet now we can sit and talk about the f- fine genius of Brian Wilson or go see – like. It's amazing how that has, you know, changed. Because, oh, yeah, when we met, uh, one of our first dates was right around the corner, right from here, an actor named John Dye, who's no longer here. I actually played uh, tennis this morning with the person who brought me to this party, but my wife came to this party when we were just had first met, and she was paired with the person I brought to the party, only you will appreciate this, was Terrence Trent Darby. Oh, my God. Uh, Dave, one of my ex-husband's favorites, okay, by the so, way. But Terrence was paired because it was random pairing in a game called Celebrity, where you have to clues and name a celebrity. Right. When you said they were paired, I was wondering what was going on at this key party that oh, you were no, invited exactly. to. Is this still when he was Terrence Trent Darby or when yes, he had changed no, no, his he was, name he to was, TTD? This was, yeah. this was Terrence Trent Darby like right after neither fish nor flesh, right going into right. supermodel sandwich. Okay. Uh, this is a, like right, and when he was, we were movie buddies. When I moved here, I didn't have friends, only musicians who I knew through the magazine. So you and Trent, Terrence Trent Darby would go to movies. All I can tell you is this that we saw fantastic. Toys with Robin Williams <laughs> by Barry Levinson and LL Cool J. Yeah, yes. We saw it at least twice together, maybe three times. That is we the are the only two people who love toys thing I've ever heard Levinson. in my life. Oh, no, that he was insane. like the groomsman at my wedding. And uh, so great. all the old Jewish relatives went up to him and said, are you Millie or Vanilli? No. Like that's, yes, because that was in the golden age. Of, and he still had his dreads and stuff. Yeah, and yeah, he's, yeah. he's a great guy. But in any case, they were paired. I'm going to stop after this story. Okay. But they were paired in celebrity. 26 minutes, no music. And the answer was Bob Dylan. And Terrence... 
named every Bob Dylan song, said the greatest protest singer of all time. My wife had nothing. No. <laughs> Finally, after like 10 minutes of this painful exercise, she goes, I got it. Somehow, I think some Bob had come up already. Yeah. She said, Bob Seeger. No. <laughs> uh, so we got married. He had a lot of fun at our expense. Oh, now, boy. mind you, our son, our firstborn, who'll come home mm -hmm. tomorrow, uh, is named after Dylan. So now she knows her Dylan. But, right. Uh, but that was a. And obviously, that, if, if she had it her way, your son would be named Seeger. Yes, no, or Rick. EPs. I think that that works though. Sometimes, like if you, if one person is dating or married to a per, like you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Everybody has their own thing. Strictly on the numbers, we made it twenty three years. Yeah. So sometimes people who are both obsessed with like the same kind of stuff butt heads over it. Yeah. You know, sometimes it works out mm -hmm. if one person's into it and one person's not. I'm gonna isolate you just you saying butt heads. Butt heads. I'm gonna put it closer because I've had that heads. experience. Yes. And then I've had, I've dated guys who didn't like any of the shit I liked. And it was kind of, it was like, all right, cool. Well, on these days, I'll go do my thing and you go do your thing. Personal question. Are you dating anyone currently? Absolutely not. All right. EPs. Yes. Extended plays. This is, uh, this is a group of music, maybe three, four, maybe five songs that uh, comes out uh, between albums. Mm -hmm. You know, something fun. I love EPs. Do you want to go first? I know you like to always like pick your song. I'll go uh, first. But you'll go first. Okay, here we go. Because um, I got, much like T.T. Darby, this guy's <laughs> a bro of mine. Talk about him all the time. His name's Billy Bragg, greatest dude on earth. Um, this is from a Less Than Jake EP because I, uh, he was telling me, and you can play this like 50 seconds in. Um, yeah, it's a less than Jake EP, so like obviously all the other songs are less than Jake. And this is a guest, he does a guest vocal on this. And I remember him telling me that he just recorded it into the phone. And I feel like this is even before, is this before smartphones? I don't know. But I remember being like, when did you do that? When were you hanging out with less than Jake? And he was like, oh yeah, I just did it on the phone. For and time. I don't know who less than Jake is, so please. They were starting like the Capitol for a while. Pop punk band. Yeah. They're this like a Warped Tour band. This is from 2003. Yeah, so you can just play like the bit that, yeah, I think it's around 50 seconds and okay. then he comes I, in. I have it queued up for 50 seconds. Here we go. 45, 50, something like that. All right, here we go. Kai was not here. Believing you, I'll let you know I will. Said the hole in your head has gotten bigger than the hole that's in your chest. You're stuck between the past and present tense You said you've been waging a war against so many years of lies With stronger drinks and longer lines It's not that big a surprise That you're feeling more dead than alive That you're feeling more dead than alive This is really good. I like this a lot. I'll be listening when you call and I'll be there if you fall off if yeah. It's called The Brightest Bulb is Burned Out. But yeah, that's less that's than Jake great. featuring Billy Bragg. All righty. And I don't, Pat, I know that uh, yes, sir. April has played you a lot of Billy Bragg. I still don't know if you've ever listened to, to me, the greatest album about love mm -hmm. of all time is it called Workers Play Time. Yeah. That's the one I have. And a, me, a listener sent it to me. A listener sent it to me. Oh, like the actual... Yeah, the, the two CD, That's the deluxe edition. Moment. Yeah. It's his finest oh. moment. 
unbelievable. Yeah. I still, I still think it's also because it has that cover title and his reputation. I remember thinking, oh, it's going to be a political record, and then it's like literally the most. Yeah, but it's like side by side. I mean, it's like half love songs, half politics. I think. I think it's about the politics. I think he just loves. Ah. He loves politics, so it's all there. And now my first artist, I, I picked someone to play first because I know that you like this person. Rock and peace to this person. This is George Michael. Oh, okay. With Queen. Yeah. And the EP was called Five Live, and it was recorded at the Freddie Mercury tribute concert. Oh, so, he was so good. So here's somebody to love. This song is one of my favorites. It's called Somebody to Love. <laughs> Watch that documentary on Showtime. I did. The one on George Michael? Yeah. I haven't. How is it? I liked it. It was a bit weird to watch only because he made it. So it was like this weird thing where like... Well, he started to make it, he, I think. Right. And, and then, then they had to finish it. But it was almost like himself giving his own eulogy or something. So Oh, boy. Not, I mean, just not in a bad way, just like in an unsettling mm-hmm. way where you're like, oh my God, this guy died while... It was like a weird lucky in a way where it's like he looked back on his whole career not knowing like it was about to end. Do mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Was but, he patting himself on the back? Was it one of those things? Well, yeah, but not undeservedly, you know? I mean, yeah, I It's don't always know. weird when you pat yourself on the back, though. I don't agree. How well, great is this podcast? A lot of others, okay. a lot of others patted him on the yeah. back. Yeah. Okay. And I don't agree. I mean, I think you're allowed to be proud of cool stuff you make. And it's on, uh, it's on Showtime. Yeah. All right. But it was just, it's... Uh, I think it always needs, it bears repeating because he was so good looking and because he was so like, where well, Pat or George? Oh, <laughs> George. I'm sorry, uh, George. Okay, um, thank you. Clear that up. But it's like, you know, even though he was, I hate to use the word flamboyant because I don't mean it. And like, I just mean that literally in the way that he's like wearing short shorts and dancing around. Like people yeah. always thought that he just was like a guy in a boy band, but he did everything. He wrote all those songs himself. Like he made Faith, the album Faith, like entirely by himself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wrote it, played it, produced it, like all of that. And I think people kind of forget that, yeah, he was an incredible songwriter. Groomed his like, own beard. Yeah, yeah. Did all like, that stuff. He, Yeah, jack of all trades, that guy. Do you feel, do you relate to Pat like from Jesus to a child? <laughs> um, I, have a, I have a weird memory of George that. Were you going to play music though? Okay. Uh, no, I want to hear this. I was at, and what's weird is that this, I thought when he died, it would come up in some article, but I was at Rock and Rio mm-hmm. when he brought out Andrew Ridgely for, I believe, the last and only real right. reunion. And it was amazingly, I wish it was featured in something because it was one of these weird, I'll never forget, I was covering you know Rock and Rio for Rolling Stone, and there was it was the weirdest uh, lesson in different regions mm-hmm. have completely different reactions so that like i remember new kids on the block who were the biggest stars in the world at that moment went out no one showed up no one cared in rio in rio but aha 
the biggest thing in the world. Right. Uh, no one cared about this George Michael and Andrew Ridgely doing in Rio. It was not a big deal. It was, it was not full and it was not a, that enthusiastic. Yet Colin Hay went on with, I guess, the sax guy calling themselves men at work. for This is after they had broken right. up. The biggest thing Isn't that, on earth. That it was, is curious. It was, I mean, it was amazing. And I like it. I think the world now is too homogenized because of the internet and all. Yes. But yeah. at that moment, it was like you discover, oh, no, over here. like You uh, know what that reminds me of? Is when I lived in England after high school, the biggest band was Fun Loving Criminals. <laughs> English people <laughs> lost their minds remember, over I remember then. being there. And like, I remember, and people would ask me about, because I am an American with an American accent, so there would be people being like, do you know them? And, and I'm like, no. I was like, no one in America <laughs> likes these people. What are you talking about? Like, they were huge in the charts and everything. That's, yeah. I it's was, like poor Robbie Williams. Can't, oh, yes, can't totally. get it. He could he's walk big, right down the street here. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I love him. I listen to I him. Love him. I listened to him today yes. while I was. I had to right. write a treatment for someone. And I'm just saying that in America, he but can't yeah, get arrested. Same, yeah, it's the same kind of thing. Well, Morrissey and he were both two guys who lived here, sort yeah, of like hiding out in plain especially sight, especially in the '90s. Like yeah. Morrissey never got bothered in that weird yeah. like ten years that he didn't do anything and didn't have a record deal and stuff. He was hanging out with Nancy Sinatra and Beverly Hills. Yeah, totally. Like nobody cared. Like Tim Burgess is probably still here, right? Tim Burgess DJs this night at the Echo. Like one of the the first couple of weeks I was here, I went to a New Order night at the Echo to go dancing, and I looked up and the DJ was Tim Burgess. Like I went up to him, was like, "You're Tim Burgess, right from the Charlotte?" He's like, "Yeah." He's like, "New Order's my favorite band," and I'm like, "Okay." Like it was it was awesome, but he was the DJ. Oh my god! All right, what's your next song? What do you want to go with? Um, I don't know. What did you just play? You just I played, played Queen. I'll pick G one. Mike's. G. Michael with Queen. I'll pick one from your list. Okay, go for it. This All is right. how I can get involved. <clears throat> yes. This is fun. Oh, boy. A lot of good stuff. Uh, I would like to pick... Drum roll. The surprising mm. Death Cab for Cutie choice. Oh, yeah. Photo Booth. Yeah. This is a great song. Um, Yeah, this EP... This is like my favorite song from this EP. I can't even really remember what else is on it, to be honest with you. Where am I going to play it in from? Uh, you can do the beginning of this. All right, cool. Yeah, this is a great song. This is off the Forbidden Love Photo EP Booth. from 2000. That's yeah, a great yeah. song. Have you heard that song before? Yes. I had not. That's why I picked it. I love it. <laughs> I like it very much. I like them. I don't know. I, I'm so 
old. I don't even know if I'm supposed to like them or not. I think they've sort of become unhip, but I love them. I don't know either because they're a band. They slept on mine and Millie's couch like three times really? when they played Atlanta. The first time I saw Death Cab for Cutie play, it was at the 40 Watt in Athens with four other people there. It was before their first album came out. I didn't know anything. When I lived with Millie, Millie was the music director at our radio station. And she knew every, so she knew everything mm-hmm. like the minute she would come home and be like, listen to this. This is cool. Listen to this. This is cool. So like I got to know about stuff before anybody else did. And that's how I knew about Death Cab for Cutie. Like she came home and was like, listen to this record. These guys are rad. And I did. The first record is so great. And then she was like, they're playing tonight. And yeah, we drove to Athens and no one was there. It was them and the jazz butcher and no one was there. It was weird. And speaking of Millie, does she live out here now? Yes. And you guys have a podcast together. Yes. Tell us about I that podcast. That. It's called Sorted, Sorted Details. Details. It's just us talking dumb shit. As a matter of fact, Paul left Tompkins. He's on the next one. He was at my house yesterday. And that's how we started talking about Chris Gaines because he loves Chris Gaines. <laughs> and then we started talking about Garth Brooks, as I always do. That's crazy that it comes but up yes. tonight then, too. Yeah. Um, and is she enjoying her uh, her new living arrangements? She is. In, it's taking some getting used to. Is she this living is, with you? No. She only okay. lives like three streets away from me. Right. I, uh, speaking of Athens... I just this afternoon, because I haven't actually listened to, I was invited to some uh, listening session for this new REM reissue of yes, Automatic for, for the People. Yes. And I haven't actually listened to it. I didn't go to the session and I haven't listened to it. And then someone, some one of these sort of sites tweeted out a full link to the entire only concert they yes, did. Yes, I for just that saw tour. that today too. And I had at ne- the Georgia Theater, I think. Or no, it was no, at the it was 40 at, Watt. It was at the yeah. Yeah, 40 Watt. And I was stunned. so they weren't touring with that album. They just did one show. I'd totally forgotten that. And this, it was so good. It sort of completely brought back because I think it's weird. There's not even cries for reunion. Like they're they're doing these reissues and all yeah. that. And yet you've heard. What's weird is they they rarely has a great group petered out mm. in terms of public affection to that extent. Right. And like it reminded me. Oh no. They were great. They live. were so great. They, they were, were great. They were a huge band. I never, and you would like it because I remember one of my greatest. Did shows Joe I ever Amsterdam saw, send you a copy of this? Nothing. No. No, me neither. Uh, but I do. I flash back because I was enjoying it so much to uh, watching them at the uh, Radio City Music Hall. One of one of the shows I went to over the years when they did uh, Midnight Blue by Lou Graham, <sighs> and it took me like a few minutes to figure out could they really be playing this, you know, this AOR rock masterpiece? Yeah, and they were. Well, I guess the type Are you like friends the, with Michael Seif? I've interviewed him, but I don't know. I'm, I'm not friends with him. Oh, man, because I was like, you hooked that up? Because no. I need to hang out with Michael Seif. your music pimp. He can, he, I'll look, tip for tat. I bet I know maybe some people he doesn't know, and I can hook it up. You want to <laughs> hang out, Billy Bragg? I got you. <laughs> Let's listen to some more songs from me, please. Okay. I feel like you guys are taking it off. I'm going to pick us. one of yours. No, I got one. I'm going to play a Fleetwood Mac song off the. I'm not familiar with that group. This <laughs> extended play. Extended play. Yeah. From 2013. Yes. Uh, now you're you are you currently writing the liner notes for the 70, 1975 Fleetwood Mac album? I already wrote them. Okay. I was actually at the World Series with Brad Paisley, dropping mm-hmm. a name that won't impress April that much. No, my parents will be okay. psyched to hear that. Uh, but when I got the email, which was amazing, because when you write for Fleetwood Mac or bands mm-hmm. these days. You have to get every member to approve everything. You know, if it's going to go on yeah, the album. Yeah, especially Fleetwood Mac. And I got the the most amazing email, which is like the the person from the record company mm-hmm. was like, you're not going to believe this. They all approved it instantly, no changes. <laughs> and I'm like, wow. Because that's that's not an easy group of people to... Yeah, no, to get to agree page. on anything. Yes. Uh, and so that was, yes. I, well, those are com- that's coming out January 12th. 19th. 
19th. As I think you say. 19th. Yes. Did, did, um, well, since you, since you know them and you've written for them before, you were probably eyeing with, I'm going to write something that they'll all approve, right? Was your eye on that? Or as you're writing no. each line, are you like, I don't think Mick's going to like that. Let me change this. I hope John likes this. John doesn't even get to read it. No, Let's what be I, honest. What I have tried to do is divide up who you, I talk to. Uh-huh. And for that one, uh, I basically focused on talking to Mick Fleetwood who and Christine. John isn't really into talking at all that much it doesn't but i've gotten to know christine a little bit better because mm. of this Lindsay record she did right and i love her and she's opened up she's a really good interview i always used to think she was too self-effacing to be but she's really quite charming and mick is the guy who remembers everything unlikely as that might be because of certain <laughs> lifestyle choices he had in the day he remembers everything and what i wanted to do was from the perspective of the band that was already there like Bob Welch runs out. Like right. how do they, and yeah, no. And yes. Yeah, so I wanted to get their point of view of these well, incoming Americans. I, I and, can't wait and, to, and, I can't wait to read it and yeah. listen to the new uh, reissue. I, I can't wait either. I've written something else about Fleetwood Mac since then. I feel like I'm just constantly, you know, you're on the Fleetwood Mac payroll. Are you a member of Fleetwood Mac? I, I, I could be, I'm, I think I got into the hall of fame just as much as Bob Welch did. <laughs> This is from this now. This is the this is the last Fleetwood Mac music that was made. Well, you could argue that the Buckingham Knicks record, well, yes, you Buckingham. Could. Sorry, the Buckingham McV record is also a Fleetwood Mac. Started album. out to potentially be one, yes, and then didn't. And I love it. Yeah, I love uh, it too. Uh, but yes, this was uh, this was the last. And this was just a, this was just an EP released on uh, digitally. It's not. There's no hard copy of it. No physical copy. It's just called Extended Play. It's from 2013, and this song is called Sad Angel. Oh, you picked my favorite. My eyes were consumed by the silence in the room. Your dreams would not wake from the words that we breathe. I think they were going on tour and they wanted to have a couple new tracks to play so i think that's why this this happened good stuff oh no i love i yeah. you know i love them uh i it's been actually a real pleasure to write a lot of notes for them mm-hmm. in the last two years or three years i guess because what i sort of have taken the attitude of which is something i don't know if you ever do with records definitely with rumors i said this like i, I set myself a i said i'm going to try to act like i've never heard it before and how, like, to hear things again. Because right. I think that's the problem of classic rock. The reason why classic rock, like, April has very interesting taste. You have interesting taste in a whole different way. But the whole problem of people who have basically have rooted themselves around classic rock mm-hmm. is that I believe classic rock radio has destroyed the idea of classic rock because they they, 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 12 records. Yeah. They grab a band and they play these five songs and they don't dig deep into any catalog. So people, that's why people are like, I'm sick of Led Zeppelin. Like, well, you only hear four songs. Right. You know? All right. What do you got? 
I'm going to play the opposite of classic rock. Cool. Which is Bell and Sebastian. Uh, this is my favorite Bell and Sebastian song. They've put out tons of EPs. Um, this is... This song is called Le Pastille de la Bourgeoisie, which is translates, I think, to the apathy of the working class. Um, also the title of one of your favorite lover boy songs, I believe, Pat. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, this is Well that translates a rat song. that translates to hot girls in love. Exactly. <laughs> Here we go. Yep. I knew I should have worn a beret. <laughs> you know what's interesting is it sort of begs the question of, like, as you said, like, there's British groups. The EP, I think, is a different thing in England and like you going back to we could if if i was picking songs you yeah. could potentially i think with the beatles you could pick like most beatles songs because a lot of it was and the kinks too. on eps yes like i think their their whole their sense of the album as an art form and the ep as an art form i think were different than the american sense like to me as i tweeted before i came here like eps to me were like you know, a cheap trick EP and or a pretenders, pretenders EP. EP yeah. Those are like the things that I remember as EPs big in my life. You know, as a rule, I bought them, but they're not the way I interpret a lot of music right. as an American. I'm going to play a song. There's an artist that you like. There's an artist that you like. There's an artist that I like. This is from an Eric EP. Eric Carmen. This is from an EP. I do love Please, Eric, Eric Carmen. This is from an, uh, an EP from 2017. This will probably, I think be the last music we get from David Bowie. This is from the No Plan EP. This is a song called Killing a Little Time. I staggered through this criminal rain I'm not in love, no phony pain Creeping through this tidal wave No warm embrace, just a lover's grave This symphony thing the other night do either one of you know who adam buxton is i do not he's an english comedian and he did this thing at the vista i forget the name of it but it was like it was just a comedy presentation he did all about david bowie hmm. where it was like video clips and then him doing powerpoints it was awesome it was awesome, awesome and hilarious it would be like you know, he would obviously show clips of actual videos, but then he would show clips where like he's doing the voice where he's making David Bowie like say funny say stuff. stuff. And then he would show like some of it was animated. Some of it 
It was just this multimedia presentation that was actually really touching and really funny. Like, it was all just coming from him being like, I love David Bowie and always did. And, you know, it was coming from a place of love, but it was really funny. It was great. We should do that with Chris Gaines. Yeah. You, okay. <laughs> we Let's focus more on Garth Brooks, less on Chris Gaines. You, you just reminded me of, I believe, when another EP that I used to listen to was, there was a Tin Machine EP. Mm-hmm. I believe, and because... I have said this maybe on this podcast before. David Bowie came out to me as a Jew uh, (laughs) when I wrote about him for Rolling Stone. Mm -hmm. He may have just been trying to garner favor with me, but he did say, he just found out that his mother, I believe, was Jewish or half Jewish. So he he wanted me to know this. But I believe that, that, and he was in a band with the sales boys, Hunt, you know, uh, and Soupy Soupy Sales Sales Sons. Sons. Mm Tony and Hunt, who I believe they were Jewish through, through Soupy. Mm. So I believe the EP was called like Oy Vey, It's Tin Machine or something along oh, those lines. Oh, you're right. Lines. I do know. I have yeah. heard of that. So I think I was part of his whole, that was another his attempt awakening. to kind of, his awakening. Yeah. Exactly. I got to find, I don't have that EP. I got to find that. Maybe, it's on, bless, maybe it's on David, iTunes. Great, great What's your play? next great tune from an EP? Extended play. LP is a long play. All right. This is another one. This is my favorite pulp song which can be found hidden on an EP called The Sisters EP. This is a song called His and Hers that is very explicitly about choke sex. Wow, all right. I mean, every pulp song's about sex, but this is specifically about autoerotic. This is the fifth time choke sex has come up today for me. This song is so hot. be a madness song or something. It's so hotter than that. What if it's just this for six minutes? You're not far off. All right. Is there going to be singing? Yeah. Will there be choking? You got to get nice and horny first, then he's going to sing. I had a video of April lip syncing. It's the hottest. It, there's some, it's like if Robert Smith got laid more. <laughs> it's like totally. if he actually got the cure. Of, totally. Uh, it begs a question. Oh, it, it, This just didn't hold on. I'm sorry. Uh, Kyle just said that he's signing paperwork. He's getting ready to leave. And I said, did you win? And they, he said, yes, they won whatever this. Aren't you allowed to? Aren't you not allowed to? If no, it's going to film. This isn't going to air. Oh, oh okay. Good for the in kid. In the current climate. Doesn't even care. David doesn't even care. Yeah, Just yeah, yeah great. Back to pulp. Yeah, whatever. It's not really about pulp. It's about the the moment in our culture right now. Some people people keep people yeah, people keep asking me how come musicians are not getting caught up in this 
moment of scandal, particularly mm-hmm. that it's it's been right. comedy, it's been actors, it's been Hollywood. People want to fuck musicians. I think that's that's been my answer is yeah. that they usually don't have it's to. It's consensual. It's, yeah, it's yes. That I think it's weird though that the industry, the scumbag, right, A and R guys, and people like that, right. To, I think there's stories that will happen there, but they haven't really happened yet. Yeah, because I mean, not to. Yeah, most people, myself included, want will like willfully bang musicians. Oh yeah, no, Rick Springfield. I'm gonna go up to uh, San Francisco just to bang him before the show. (laughs) No, no, and I mean this not before. You'll wear him out. Yeah, I'm saying this is current day me. I've never banged a musician and never wanted to when I was younger. Mm -hmm. As I'm getting older, I'm like, all right. (laughs) But I'm just saying that's why I don't think that a lot of those stories are coming out about like actual people in bands right well that's it's interesting because that was part of the men generally being more passionate musical fans and more geeky about it than women is mm-hmm. that i've always thought part of the interesting thing is like for me to have spent as much as many hours thinking about rock stars as i have my whole life mm-hmm. i had to intellectualize it you know and justify it in my own you know right. mind whereas it was, so it was never about crushes Although maybe it always is in a certain way. Maybe when you love a band, you do have, you're kind of just in love with their image. Yeah, there's a different yeah. type of crush. Like, I I think you can definitely have a crush on somebody in the way that you, like, kind of wish you were them in a way. Right. I definitely have that on men and women where it's the sort of crush where I'm like, I don't necessarily want to be, like, romantically involved with them, but I think that they're so cool. Like, you want to hang out with them. Or I want... Uh, a certain party wants to be them very much so like i'll be like oh i wish i was more like this mm-hmm. i mean i think anybody particularly if you're any sort of performer which i guess i could technically be categorized as but like you have 42,000 twitter yeah, but followers if you're, if you're somebody who admire admire people so much that everything i i am a combination of everything i'm into like, unless you live in a cave or mm-hmm. unless you just art has zero effect on your life, which there are definitely people like my parents, like they don't give a care oh, about anything. I, yeah. So there's no sort of influence. Like my mom is very much who she is and there's no, but if you ask me, like there are definitely aspects of my personality that I have a hundred percent ripped off of all these people that I grew up admiring, like without question. So but I your think mom is her own person. Yeah. Her only influence is Jesus Christ. Oh boy. That's that guy. That true. guy. Uh, Which I'm not shaming her. That's great. No. But I'm just saying it's... That's her guy. Part of me is like, it's got to be refreshing. Do you ever think, truly, as somebody who's also seems obsessive as maybe sounds like a pejorative, but I don't mean it that way at all. Like, we both spent a lot of our time really being into this stuff. Is there ever a time where a part of you is like, what if I hadn't? What if I was like a different person who wasn't as obsessed with this stuff? How different your life would be? I thought it... I think about it a lot in terms of my parents and my dad in particular, who like, I'm a Jewish kid from New Jersey. So it's like they logically in my sending me to Cornell would have thought become a lawyer or whatever. Totally. And I, as a parent now of boys who were headed, we just sent our youngest off to college this year. Mm -hmm. I think how great for my father, the second he saw where my passions were, was like anything to support my that's good that's great and i think how great that was and how lucky i was and how i need to be attuned to that like don't i think 
I, weirdly, just always I think about that in terms of parenting. Like, right. how do you not project onto your kids what you want them to be, but find out, listen to them enough to know who they want to be, and then, like, that's why it's like, you know, like on his deathbed, my dad told the nurse at the hospice about like me mentioning him in the liner notes to a Sinatra record, you know, and how that right. was. And I'm like, I'm just so lucky that I did not have, because a lot of people get resistance, you know, to. Yes, I yeah, do know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, got, I got resistance. I got yeah. no resistance. Yeah. But I don't have any resistance for my kids, whatever they want to do. Do it. Right. Yeah. But they have that whole thing of, if you encourage them to follow their passions, they never will work. Like, right. in a certain way, and I work hard, but I don't, feel it's work right generally yeah there are exceptions <laughs> but not generally i'm going to play a song from one of the eps david tweeted about today it's the pretenders from 1981 oh my god it's called extended play this came out between pretenders and pretenders 2 it actually featured talk of the town and message of love talk which, of the town my favorite song which ended up on pretenders 2 yes so i'm going to play which a is song. not as good as i see the extended play is a better collection than to me, pretenders, pretenders too. Well, I'm gonna play Cuban Slide. Here we go. You would. Hmm. I'm not gonna play one of the two hits people know. That's no, great. That bow diddly beat. Yep. I agree. Uh, Pretenders Two took me a long time to get into the the flow and the and the songs on that album. I don't even go back to it. You should try I, it. I go to the first record. I go to extended play. I go to learning the crawl's great. Learning the crawl's so good. Yeah. What's up, April? What's up? I don't know. I'm just trying to decide. Trying to decide what I should play next. Do you take a dish to a Thanksgiving dinner? Are you going to show up with a pie or they something? They never let me. I ask, like, hey, what do you need me to bring? Just surprise While like, you're deciding, like, Fine. I just want to say about the pretenders. Okay. It's a question for each of you. What song that classic rock, is there a song that classic rock radio can't destroy for you? Because there are two songs that I will listen to every time I, they come on the radio, which they do a lot. One is Back on the Chain Gang. Totally. Which mm -hmm. I find so moving every time and interestingly because we're doing this right after malcolm young died i find uh you shook me all night long is the one of the classic rock songs i, I never get i never do of. i turn it up i i never I, get sick of that song i never get sick of it and i'm constantly charmed the secret of acdc one of the secrets is like chuck berry the best rock and roll lyrics the best sort of like <laughs> minimal yep stupid male like they have understood the adolescent male mind better mm -hmm. than anyone yep. else. they uh -huh. tapped into it and that's uh, that's what you get and for me carry on wayward son never i never get tired of it by kansas <laughs> no i i mean i i'm i'm in the kansas doc i'm friends with them i will say i don't have that exact same feeling about it but i do well, you ask you ask a yeah. question yeah, and yeah, I, no, mean, I, 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 I just say you're wrong your answer is wrong <laughs> <laughs> i did ask there, I gotta are, no, be there honest. are no wrong questions answers just wrong people i don't really have any like i gotta say that's my blind spot mm -hmm. because all the stuff when i started getting hyper obsessed with music was all every action to that right right so i don't i mean obviously as i get old not the pretenders but stuff like 
yeah. Kansas or whatever in Boston or any other well, yeah, corporate s- rock. Yeah. That was very much not what I was trying mm-hmm. to be into. So I don't really have an answer to that question. I don't, but I can't li- tell you the last time I ever, or if ever I listened to classic rock radio, but you like artists from a particular time in your life. When you started listening to music, you still I mean, like yes, those no, artists. I, still, I like tons right? of stuff from all kinds. Yeah. Like that's my right. favorite. Like post right. punk. That's is your my jam. Favorite, is right. my jam. Someone has to sure. say it. You yeah. haven't said it once. For sure. Sure. Know, that's your jam. But like, don't get it twisted. I like stuff from all eras. I know that, but I'm saying you, you still have an affection for this music that first caught your ear. Yes. And that's, but that's it is actually very specifically mm-hmm. the, the seventies when that shit was mm-hmm. happening, the shit I like was, a hundred percent made specifically to be Against a reaction that. to it. Yes. But, but that's the stuff I, st- I'm the, I'm the right. same as you in that way that I still right. have an affection for the music that I first for sure. her- heard. And yeah. I don't know about you, Pat, but what I have experienced, which I love is one of the many things I love about having kids is I get to do this sort of, okay, does it hold up test, which right. you right. play it for your kids and you see what they were like. I am of the, I'm, older than you april and i was when i was a young man in the 1920s the stones were the coolest guys still they were for sort sure of on the and i love the stones and it's my whole life i've played my stones for my kids and they're like no doesn't what are your it. kids into oh well my younger one is like in fact I choke was, he likes choke rock <laughs> chokes like I Radiohead, Boards oh, cool. of Canada, oh, okay. all sorts of so just like indie stuff, indie cool stuff. Yeah. and my older son likes a lot of that stuff, but also a lot of weirdly, we are the, he's named after Bob Dylan, and we're the two biggest fans of Christian Bob Dylan. Like we sit and listen to bootlegs of Christian Bob Dylan, which is a new record out, which is great. A new how many official thing? That? There's a new Trouble No More thing, which just came out, which is great uh, collection of Christian era. There's like Dylan. seven discs, isn't it? So they're well, definitely... There's like a two-disc version and then there's other... They're versions. not the kind of kids that are like, we can't listen to it if dad listens to it. No. Yeah. And that's why it's like my younger one who likes really kind of a lot of electronic indie experimental. He's DJing at his college station and he's got oh, cool. great taste. He's deep. But he like, he still, he will on a musical level hear something that is so deeply unhip like... I was. This is where he and Pat will intersect. Uh-oh. It's only a little spot, but like, Kansas, like Kansas. Toto. I played right. him. Like he could hold the line. He was like, "Hold is, the line's kind of a jam." Goes, though. It's kind <laughs> of a jam. No, but I love that. But yeah. like, and like, yeah. It just. And I always think like it's also just generational. Like the Stones were never cool in his. Like to him, Mick Jagger's an old man. Right. Yeah. But they like, never saw a young they, Mick Jagger. But they did like School of Rock yeah. when they were really little, so they think <laughs> Black Sabbath is cool. Right. You know, so it's, it's just interesting how this stuff bleeds one way or the other. Right, right. What's your next EP song for us? Um, I'm going to... Speci- okay, They Might Be Giants. Not cool. Like, so uncool that they're cool. And the reason I chose this, it's the Back to Skull EP. And I bought this EP specifically because it has this version... This song is called She Was a Hotel Detective, which is on their first album. Right. And this sounds totally... It's not a remix. Version. They don't list it as a remix on the EP, but it's completely different. Completely different? Okay. Yeah. And actually, you can skip in like 30 seconds or something. It's got a long intro. I'm skipping in 30 seconds. Or so. One minute, I have seen her. She's a...
I just heard about them. They used to like. I came from the New York magazine world, and they were like the house band of the New York. Magazine oh, really? World. They would play like the spy magazine Christmas oh, yes, party in the Puck Building, and of I would course. go. You know, they were. I love them, but I just heard like some podcast saying. It was like a political podcast saying, uh, "We'll be they'll be our opening act for the next podcast. We'll be they might be giants." I'm like, "Oh boy, opening for a podcast!" Yeah, that's kind of. I saw them I so them. much in high school. Yeah, I love them too. That's like Spinal Tap and Puppet Show, isn't that uh, the marquee in Spinal Tap? Isn't it something like yes. that? Yes. Were you old enough to when they had the like what was it Dial a Song? Yes. Era. Do you yes, remember totally. that? Yes, totally. Because I think I even got in trouble for because you long distance pay. phone calls. Yes, totally. <laughs> and my mom's like, you can't call that anymore. Yeah. It's so funny. Because I think it was just like a Brooklyn area code or something. All right, here we go. This band has two people that we know. Okay. This band is the pride of Erie, PA. Mike Furman. Oh, okay. Tony Thaxton. Oh, right. Yeah, this yeah. is their EP called Let's Start a Band. And this is a song called Angelina Wants Blood. on iTunes people buy that the pride of Erie PA you can get it on iTunes I don't think you said the name of the group yeah it's the pride of Erie PA that's the name that's the name of the group I thought it was Motion City Soundtrack no no that's the pride that no this was a this was a new band that Tony started with Mike Furman oh okay I don't know that song and it's how new is that 2013 oh and the album (laughs) and the album is called let's start a band oh okay all right I wasn't clear yeah, I totally thought it was Motion City so soundtrack sorry. when you said Tony. So sorry. All right. Thank God I'm here to clear it up and add nothing yes. else to the conversation. Thank you. Well, this is sounds kind of like that, so I'm going to play the Fratelli's Flathead from the Flathead EP, even though the song was also on their debut album, but I remember getting the EP before I got the album. So. Hold on. They're the group that did the Valerie? Is that who? The, the Fratelli's? The Fratelli's. They're not the group that did the song that Amy Winehouse covered? I don't think so, because I don't think they existed until after she died. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. It's my favorite Italian is place. It no, that's answer. not true. Is they it a man and a woman? She... Is it a man and a woman? No, it's like a group of English dudes, or maybe even Scottish dudes. It's like four dudes. Let's hear it. I confused the Zootons and the <laughs> Fratellis. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah they're, they're, this was just four dudes. In Scottish terms, if I were to do my choices, I believe there was an EP I bought by a Scottish band 
mm -hmm. of the greatest songs of all time. So good, you should just find it and play it if you can right now. The Bluebells, mm -hmm. Kath. Do you know Kath by the Bluebells? Uh, that sounds familiar. If you is can it find about it, like Kath Carroll? It's just a love song that is one of the greatest songs of all time, I believe. And I have no idea if, now, it's, if it's on anything anymore. Yeah, because I feel I like it. they were. Are you trying to find it? I found it. You found it? Are you mm -hmm. gonna? Can you play it? I can. Uh, I can, uh, It's on YouTube. Let me uh, wait till this uh, video. I can skip the video now. And here we go. I would like to see if you guys like this because I remember. Oh. 1983. Yeah, totally. I totally know this because this is around the same time as like orange juice and stuff. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. But just listen to this. You gotta get to the chorus. I'm set to the chorus of all your lying, and I will have no more. Not yet. This is all just build up. I'm not touching anything. This sounds just like Aztec Camera. I totally remember since Craig Gannon was in there. Yeah. 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 This would have been my time of yeah. buying EPs by Orange. Like, in fact, Aztec Camera had when they put Jump Out. Mm -hmm. That was a big. I know. Deal. I almost had Texas Fever on here for. Yeah, I love all that stuff. I love all that stuff. And that band look, looks exactly the way they sound. The yeah. bluebells. Yeah, they really do. <laughs> I'd love to see that. I'll show you later. Okay. Uh, when you go, uh, when you go to lunch with uh, Phil Rosenthal and Ray Romano, who who grabs that check? At that lunch. It was the two guys with syndication money grabbed the check from, uh, and yeah, but they, good. the day before we had had lunch and had split it. So no, right. Yes. We have a lot of lunches. <laughs> uh, what do I want to, I'm going to hear, I'll play something from the eighties. Of course, 1982. This is a uh, scandals EP. Patty Smythe. Love's got a line on you. made a reference to her today i played live ball which is a type of tennis i don't know if you've ever played live no ball. i never have it's this crazy form of tennis and someone had had a live ball they got a pro and invited a bunch of people to play and one of the guys 
said, hey, McEnroe, which was because of like the guy in front of me mm-hmm. thrown his racket, you know, when he lost something. And I almost said, because they were playing classic rock hits, I say, hey, you should play some Patty Smythe. And then I realized no one in this room They're is going to get this. Is. So I did not say Patty Smythe. What is that? What's live ball? What live is that? Live ball is, it's like a, you just keep playing and the after, it's like doubles where you run around the court, the winning after a certain amount of points, you go become the team on the other side and okay. you keep playing until you're not. But you stay with your it's partner. Like King of the Hill. You stay with your partner. No, then. No, you don't. You play with different people. Constantly, everyone is moving the whole time. It's, and well, it's that sounds like a blast. It was a blast. Well, I'll play that next time. All right. I was, I've never done it before, but I did it today. Well, let's do that. You play tennis, right? No. You're not a sports person. Not really. Nah. All right. Well, are Huey Lewis in the news sports Yes, person? that's the only kind of sports I'll be into. <laughs> what is um. All right, I'm going to play Sucrose by a band called the Delgados, who were rad. Scottish lady singer. It's from the the EP. It's called Sucrose. We're going on a Scottish theme. 1986. Let's hear it. Oh, Bell and Sebastian, is someone Scottish? I'm trying to remember. They're all Scottish. Right. Yeah, this is, it's always a, it's like an education when you come in here for me because. Thank you. This is, no. <laughs> well, yeah, you, but because it's always, it's always stuff that I've never heard before. I remember the first time that you were on and, and uh, Matt Belknap was the producer and you played uh, Gang of Four. Oh yeah, I very and, much remember that. And we were both like, what the, how, I thought never, that, how could you not know, I know Gang of Four? You. And we were like, I know, and we were like, you. how, this I is amazing. I thought it was pedestrian. Well, no. No, I yeah. was like, oh, sorry guys, I'm going to play were, Gang of were Four. Were you so in the Midwest, like in the heartland where they didn't even have like it was New tough York. where I lived. Yeah, I didn't like get LA, like they had alternative radio where they was popular. Radio was really rough where yeah. I lived. Yeah, it wasn't. It was REO. It, it was it was REO or Mellencamp or Spring. Yeah, it just wasn't. It you were did, born in a small town. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't get. To, I didn't get that so stuff. Funny because I remember that because I remember being like, "This is so pedestrian." I'm sorry, guys, but I gotta play it. And you're both were like, like "What? The we don't know who these people the, are." This is the greatest thing I've ever heard. We <laughs> both I'm, loved it. I'm hoping you could keep the Scottish thing going because you must oh, have big, big country. Can. They had an EP. I remember Steel Towners. You know, you're not going to do. Got to be honest. Do. My list does not have any. Anything Scottish. Scottish. Okay. No. But I am going to play a kink song. They're not from Scotland. This is from an EP called Kink Size Session. It's in mono. This is a song that, um, that I don't remember hearing before, but I own it, so I must have heard it. It's called I've Got That Feeling. On Rock Solid.
went through everything, right? Like, yeah, we did uh, 60s and then a 70s right. and then an 80s, 80s and beyond. Yeah, I listened to all of that, but you also did a Petty one, which you should repost. I don't know if you ever do that. Well, After actually, Seth, I really like the Petty one. Who's the guy you did? Jeff it? Tate. He's, yeah, that's right. Where he was like really all tens good. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tate out of Tate is what we call it. But <laughs> Jeff's coming back. We're going to do a tribute to oh, Petty great. episode. Great. Yeah, I love that episode. That yeah, because really Jeff is so passionate, and I love Tom Petty. And um, he was like one of the first guys I texted when I heard, and he was like, "Dude, I'm just um." He goes, "I'm crying." I, was, I've I've never had as extended a sadness as this whole petty thing. Yeah, me too. And like even today, I was. It's today, the day or tomorrow, today when we're doing this is Joe Walsh's birthday. So I went and searched my like Twitter like of pictures I've taken of Joe, mm-hmm. and I found one from when Ringo got a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame where it's Joe in profile next to Petty. It looks like Mount Rushmore. <laughs> it's like, I, it's like I, I still can't quite yeah. shake the. The weirdness, especially because I went to see him, you know, the last one of the last, last shows, show. yeah, which was like show. a week before he died Five or something. Days, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's a, yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I said it on the show. I cried in the car when they said, and I didn't know if you told me to, you know, whenever, hey, when Tom Petty dies, you're gonna cry. I'd go, no, no, I'm not. I like him, but I'm not gonna cry. Right. But I was really like, oh, are yeah. you kidding me? It was just so. It was really rough. I'm having trouble with David Cassidy. You know, I'm just get. I just I get I, these. De- I'm not taking these illnesses and and deaths well. Who knew that they would all come so in such quick? It seems I predicted this a couple of years ago to my wife because I'm working on like the Grammys and all. I'm acutely aware of the speed at which you're having to figure out how to do yeah. right. memoriams and all this. And I said, I just realized we've hit this unsweet spot yeah. where the generation that did a lot of drugs and didn't take particularly good care of themselves yeah. and you know drank them you know and destroyed the livers yeah. and all, they're all it's all coming due it's coming home to roost like for example like but pe- losing bowie prince and george michael in the same year it's is pretty crazy. shocking that's big i mean that's yeah nuts. and there's ones like i even though there was some incident like a week earlier or whatever with prince mm. I never would never. have called that. Never. He was like years. a vegan teetotaler. Yeah. Like what? I, I knew he looked amazing. Teetotal. He looked yeah. the same yeah. forever. Yeah, he wasn't aging. Yeah. Like Tom Petty. I look at Tom Petty. I'm like, Tom Petty didn't go for his yearly physical. Right. He just doesn't seem like he did. Bruce Springsteen goes probably oh, uh, for sure. every three months. He's having yeah. it checked out. He actually yeah. goes for Tom Petty's physical. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> um, All right. I can keep it Scottish. I can oh, play you can? this. Keeping it Scottish. That, can we rename Keep the episode? Yeah, that's, that's an episode. We could do a Keeping It Scottish episode. Uh, these are my friends, Biss, if and they are the dear friends band. of mine. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, they're called Biss, and they're dear friends of mine. What's Biss mean? Tell me. I forget what it means. It, I think it was uh, an acronym for something, but I forget. But they started, they're only a couple years when the kids put you me. down, they say in hip hop, they say, I'm going to biss you, man. Mm, I don't think so. I, think maybe I'm all, I, I met them wrong. all when I was te- a teenager. They mm-hmm. started, they were, Amanda, the lead singer, was a pen pal of mine and used to send me tapes, demo tapes, like, this is my band. And they were awesome. And then they started pressing their own records. So she sent me all the seven inches and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then the first time. Let's not make it sexual. Hey. And then, <laughs> I'm sorry, 45s, old man. 45s. Oh, oh yeah. Us indie kids called them seven inches. Oh, boy. Um, you mean 78s? And then. And I went to go see them in Scotland and stayed uh, at their house a few times. Every and one of your stories is they they slept on my couch. I stayed at their yeah. house. I, I just saw any, Amanda. I don't have any anything like that. Well, you didn't travel very much as a teenager. I, I guess. didn't. That's true. I did not. I mean, what was I going to do? Pay for a hotel? No, I'm going <laughs> to crash on somebody's couch. 
you were, if you, your parents must have been so worried about you. They really weren't because they, I'd never drank or anything. Mm-hmm. I was super responsible. Well, yeah, but, but you can still be in harm's way even if you're not drinking. Yeah, I mean, they were. You know, my mom's a pretty worrying person, but at the same time, she knew I had my shit together. Yeah. I I don't suffer fools, really. I mean, she kind of knew that, like, I wasn't going to let anybody take advantage of me. Right. I mean, but you can do that. You can can watch out for yourself and you can do all... And you can still you know, get yourself and you know, people are crazy. That's true. But so what I'm saying is we're lucky you're here and safe. Should I never leave the house? I'm not sure what the solution is. You can leave the house now. You're a grown woman. Okay. 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 All right. Uh, do you, any, also, any, uh, hi. full disclosure, she didn't a hundred percent of the time know what I was doing. You know what I mean? Oh, like, so she's a bad parent. Have you? Done- no, <laughs> I for sure lied to her sometimes. Can I ask right. you another question? Sure. It's really my getting to know April. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Get uh, to episode. know her. Have you found more bad male behavior that you've had to encounter in the comedy world or the music comedy world? by miles? That's by miles. Okay. The thing is, is I, and I know you don't like him and he was rude to you. And it's weird to say this on record. I almost wanted to write something because I, my entire life has been following bands around and I am a lady. And at one time was a young oh, lady. Now you tell us, <laughs> but I personally have been the luckiest person on planet earth. Cause I, not only have I never had any kind of shitty thing happen to me in that way, but Paul Heaton, there was one time I went to see the beautiful South. This is what riles me up when people say, well, if you go to somebody's hotel room, you should just expect it when it's like, I call bullshit on that for obviously a billion different reasons. Like it's never, the onus okay. is never on the victim. I just want to, so are you saying that you are not a hashtag me too? I'm not saying that actually. Oh, okay. I'm saying in a music specific okay, okay. instance. There was not a making time, a joke, really asking that. No, I, yeah, I'm not saying that. But okay. as far as musicians, no one has ever done anything shady to me. As a matter of fact, when I was about 18 or 19, I flew to New York to see the beautiful South and they canceled because they wouldn't cross a picket line. The people at the venue were striking. Right. And Paul being the staunch socialist that he is, is like, I'm sorry, I'm not going to cross this picket line. So the show was canceled. And when I showed up and they were like drinking in the bar next door. And I was like, oh man, I just flew here from Atlanta. And he was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. He totally let me crash on the floor of his room. Didn't, nothing happened. Like he, I was staying in like some super shitty youth hostel. And I was like, cause they go, we're going to play in a few nights at this other place. And I was like, I can't afford that. And he was like, the first night let me stay in his room. The second night got me and my friends our own room. Like couldn't have been cooler. So you stayed in his room with your friends too. Yes. And like okay, it wasn't just happened. you, but still it wasn't just you. Yeah. You but the with... point is it wasn't, it's a, that was a prime time to take right. advantage of somebody. See, that's what's interesting. And you, you already sort of hinted at this, but like now, because I was in, people keep asking me about the wino musicians. Mm-hmm. The weird thing is politics is like people who want to be rock stars who have no sex appeal or charisma or charm. And that's why you get they have to a lot for- of per- they yes. they force the issue because no one yeah it's like they yes. they they're they're wanna be rock stars. I mean, make no doubt about it. The mo- sexual assault is about power. It's not about sex. It's a hundred percent about power. Well, uh, most of the time, it's about power. And so, who has more power over you than somebody in a band that you like? They don't need to exert any power over you. They've already got it. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's part of it. And. Uh, Again, I've been in so many situations. I've been in situations where I was with a band and like somebody else tried to like aggressively hit on me and the dudes in the band were like, don't do that. That was once Paul did that one time and like some rando guy at a venue tried to like do something to me and Paul was like, no, 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 don't do that to her. And so I've only, but then that also means I've picked good heroes 
because like the guys I looked up to, not only did they not take advantage of me, but they actively protected me, like knowing that I was there to see them and I was young and vulnerable. So I've been very lucky. You have been lucky. Yeah. Stay lucky. But I'm... Tony boy, what is it? <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, so, but that's specifically for music. Did I've we, been around tons of creeps song? and comedy. Did we comedy. even play this Biss song yet? Nope. What? Yeah, tons it's of called creeps. Dance to the Disco I've people. been around tons of creeps at comedy clubs. Yeah. Comedy clubs are f- way less welcoming than music venues. Definitely, dickheads. Um, this is Dance to the Disco Beat. Where do I cue it up to? Anywhere you want. All right. It's 9.01. I know you had a hard out at 9, so here's what we're going to do. All right. I'll play one song, mm-hmm. and then you can pick one for the play out. Okay. All right. If, uh, if you're not going to play Cheap Trick, well, I'm going to flip <laughs> the fuck out. Well, I have it. I mean, I have I have a song from Found All the Parts How from 1980, because I have I really, I think oh, I have some other want. good play stuff. Play what you want. I'll play Cheap Trick. It's there. It's no, there. no, I don't want to force you into that. No, you I'll see, play it. It's about power. Yeah, exactly. It. It's not about it's power It's clearly not about power. <laughs> I'll play it. I'll, let me do, I'm going to do apologies to Susanna Hoffs, Billy Idol, Genesis, Soul Asylum, Bruce Springsteen, Cindy Lauper, Ghost, Dire Straits, Marshall Crenshaw, and, Jeez, the, and the Goo Goo Dolls. Apologies to all that. I do not apologize yeah, to the Goo Goo Dolls. You know what? I refuse. Do you know the only reason that it's there is because they, the just, they just released an EP like three weeks ago. So I was, that's the only reason it's there. Okay, this is Cheap Tricks. Uh, it's a, their version of the Beatles classic Day Tripper. On the EP, you always thought it was live because they actually mixed in crowd noise and stuff to make you think it was live. And it was only you know a few years back that we found out and that you it was done in the studio. you might be able to remember this. It was not only an EP. It was actually a new disc. I new believe disc. N-U, was it N-U? N-U, D-I-S-K. Like they were trying to market the EP as the new, new disc. disc. Yep. And this was the best of the new disc. This was the best of the new disc. This is Day Tripper. David, do you own a suit? Yes, I do. I went suit shopping this weekend. For what occasion? We're going to a wedding, and I the two suits that I have are awful. They're just like they're just they're, they're out of style. Huh. They're out of style. They Where'd you go? Wearing, you go to a men's warehouse. I went to a three day suit broker. What's this one that? out by you? Yeah, this one is right out by me. One out by you. And I told the guy, I "Go, I want a suit that I would never ever wear in my life." Like you know when you see like the guy that has. And you would say, I would never put that tie with that shirt, right. with that suit, but that all works. That's what I did. What color is it? It's blue. 
but it's like a, it's kind of like the blue of your oh, sweatshirt. I, like, I have a suit this color. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Let's get our pictures taken together. And what kind of tie? It's it, it's a. I can show you. I'll show you. I'm gonna show you. I have a All picture. Right. I want to know. I'm gonna show you because you're stylish. I'm not stylish. Are you talking to me, mm, <laughs> David? <laughs> this is a. That's the suit and the tie and the shirt. That's pretty great. Thank you. And did you get it tailored? Yes. Yes. It's yeah. there now. I pick it up this set. And then I, and then I also got that shirt and tie. Right. But then, and then I got, but I got two suits. I got a black suit too. I got my third group. My mom with passed this, away with recently. That, and, it's a great tie. Uh, my and, brother sent me all these pictures and my mom, I had this, my class talking picture. talking about my suits. I know. I'm kind of bored with it. <laughs> uh, I, I'm trying to think of the list. Three piece sure, vests. Sure. Cool. I'll post pictures. But my my brother sent me a box of like everything from my mom had of me. And one of them was like a third grade like class picture. Okay. And I was it's the last picture of me in a suit and a tie smiling. Like I've never <laughs> been happy in a suit. I'm not comfortable in a suit, but I'm going to try to be. I love them. I'm going to try to be. Okay. Uh, before you play your last song, mm-hmm. uh, David, where can we find you on Twitter? At Wild About Music. Wild About Music. Uh, you are at A-P-A-P-E-Y. Yes, indeed. Uh, I am at... Pat underscore Francis. We are at Rock Solid Show. Patreon page is patreon.com forward slash Rock Solid Podcast. Um, April, you're going to be, you'll also be at San Francisco Sketch Fest, correct? Yeah, I think I'm the weekend before you guys. All right. Yeah. I think you're the 13th. Yeah. I'm, yes. I'm doing shows like 12th, 13th, 14th. Excellent. Yeah. So if you're in San Francisco and you have any other, th- any other shows before Sketch Fest, because that's a while away. I We're don't. in November. What are you doing? Just hanging out? Kicking it. I'm going to Paris for Christmas. That's going to be dope. Who are you going there with? Just me. Really? So I'll be there for New Year's and, and Christmas, and that's it. I don't really have any shows coming up. Uh, that I, well, I have some like in LA, like, you know, And what, what rock star will you be staying with in uh, Paris? I don't know yet. <laughs> I'll, like, I'll go find Jim Morrison's old hotel. Right. Or, I think uh, one of the apartment. Stranglers, probably. Yeah, <laughs> if only. If only. Uh, well, thank you, David, for sitting in, and thank you... Um, and keeping the talking to a minimum. I appreciate it. Uh, sarcasm. Uh, what do you got for, our, for the play out song? Um, I'm thank gonna, you for coming because you don't feel well today. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, <laughs> this song is called Raised by Wolves by a band called Voxtrot from Austin. From the EP of the same name. I have never heard. This is the first of the bands I've never They're heard. They're rad. Well, I almost played Divine Comedy, but I realized oh. I did play that when we did... Um, our favorite song titles because it's one of the Divine Comedy What's his song. Name? What's his name? Neil Hannon. Right, Neil Hannon. I love him. Yeah. But that song, I know I played it on that show. And yeah, this is like, this like is, when, I, when I see Niall Horan, I always I, like, right. I, I mean, Neil And Horan? you get your hopes up and yeah. you're like, nope. Yeah. And again, this is Voxtrot, not Fox. Fox, not with a F. With a V. With a V. Voxtrot is a Genesis record. We can also play that. It is. The third one, I think, or the fourth one. Thank you, guys. I was going crazy, I was desolate and ready to kill. But maybe I believe in another place. If you go, you won't look back. And anywhere you go, you know the ugliness will follow you still. And you break this into ways. We are desperate, lonely, and underpaid. I'm a bitter man, I know, but listen, honey, you're no fun.
you went on. 